0: Hey, I'm Jarrett. And I'm Sam. And this is Culture Culture Catch-Up. Each week, one of us introduces the other to a piece of culture they missed out on. You can subscribe to Culture Catch-Up wherever podcasts are available. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Catch-Up Culture. And if you like us and want to continue hearing our hot takes on classic culture, be sure to support the show by telling your friends and writing us raving reviews. For today's Culture Catch-Up, I'll be catching Sam up on What What About about Bob. Bob. Oh, man. I'm... I'm excited for this one. This is one too. that like this one became a family favorite of ours later. Like I would say, yeah, mid teenage, like I was probably mid teens when this, when we watched this movie for the mm-hmm. first time, which is funny since it came out in 1992. Right. But still it was introduced so to it was, us by some family friends. We relate to the game on it too. But then it quickly became one that my family and I latched onto because we, it was hilarious. I mean, it's Bill Murray. So you know you can usually expect you're going to have a pretty good time when it's Bill Murray, and so that was always just a super funny movie. We've really enjoyed it, so I'm very excited to bring this one. And I know probably the rest of my family is also very excited to see what yeah, your thoughts are on this sure are too. Listen. Because they brought this has been one that they brought up us watching many times. Yeah, throughout we kind our relationship of have a running and
1: you and I kind of have a running joke about it and. Until we started this podcast, it was always kind of like this thing that we were never going to watch because I just had no interest. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here curious. we are. I'm curious.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it came out in 1991. It was directed by Frank Oz, which I don't think I realized at first when yeah, that's I a first watched it, which obviously like Frank Oz is an incredibly well-known director and actor known for the voices of Yoda, Grover. What about, well, he even has, he was even in Knives Out when we watched that. He's the lawyer in Knives Out. What? Yeah. So like he's been I don't think up. I
1: know what he looks like.
0: Not Yoda, which is what I
1: <laughs> well, and he he doesn't just do Muppet voices. He's is he a Muppeteer or does he just do the voices? I think
0: he does. I, you know what? I'm not actually totally sure. I think he does mostly voices, but uh, I was I've been surprised how much as he directing he actually did as yeah. we've as we've done more research and stuff too because I oh, think he did so yeah, Bowfinger yeah. and a couple other. I I didn't know what he looked like. uh, But so, Frank Oz directed this one. Stars Bill Murray, Richard Dreyfuss, and Julie Haggerty. The IMDb description is, a successful psychotherapist loses his mind after one of his most dependent patients, an obsessive-compulsive neurotic, tracks him down during his family vacation.
1: So the obsessive-compulsive is Bill Murray? Yes. See, I am excited. We always just talked about it, but I never knew... What it was actually about. So yeah. it does sound... Yeah, it's, I am excited.
0: I remember it being very zany, having a lot... It's been a, a long time since I've watched this movie. I'd say probably 10 years, I think.
1: And who's Julie Haggerty? And
0: this is Richard Dreyfuss's wife. But she's also known from Airplane.
1: Oh, okay. So I know her. Yeah. So yeah, you've definitely think I've seen her I not have ever heard her name.
0: Yeah. And I want to say, too, their son in this movie, you've seen him, Charlie Cosmo. Cosmo.
1: I don't know that he's name. In,
0: um, he's in one of those...
1: I suppose we'll find out. Oh,
0: crap. No, he's in one of those. I'm blanking on it. Hang on. What's the movie? I'm Googling. Damn, why you waste my flavor? Why you got to waste my flavor? Or you got to waste my flavor. Damn. Can't hardly wait? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in Can't Hardly Wait.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yes, he's in Can't Hardly Wait. Why you got to waste my flavor? Damn. such a good one-liner. I'm so proud of you for knowing that.
0: I, I know that liner. I don't know the name of the movie.
1: Yes, he's in Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah.
0: Okay, so that's what I thought. So yeah, he's oh man, in this Oh man, so too. he must be a kid yeah, he's, in this. Yeah, he's really young in this.
1: You know what his real claim to fame is, right? Which maybe not, because maybe about you Bob? haven't Apparently, seen this. In my mind,
0: it's what about Bob?
1: He's the kid in Hook.
0: Okay, see. <laughs> you
1: haven't seen Hook all the way through, I have you? I haven't seen Hook all the way through, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love that you've seen Can't Hardly Wait. Like, I made it a priority for you to watch things like Can't Hardly Wait, yeah. but you haven't seen Hook. But I still haven't seen Hook. We'll watch Hook. You'll love Hook. It's I, very I'm good. very
0: excited about seeing Hook.
1: You've seen some of it, surely. I've seen some of it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah.
0: You haven't seen it. Why? Is it just one that Honestly, was just never, never came up, never came across your radar know. at all?
1: I don't think I even had ever heard of it until...
0: <laughs> until us? <laughs> you, yeah.
1: I'm not sure. Um, there's a lot of Bill Murray in our house growing up obviously um dad loves caddyshack and uh stripes and stuff like that mm-hmm. um i remember groundhog day being on tv all oh, the groundhog time day was good we loved kingpin obviously he has a smaller role in space jam you know he's on snl i know that there's a lot of other bill Murray stuff um that is more relevant to people our age like the life aquatic type of stuff right but i just yeah, like never cared about that it's whatever um, so there is a lot of Bill Murray. I don't know why I haven't seen this one. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh, man.
0: Well, I'm excited to introduce it to you. Like I, I said, hope I laugh. It's a big family favorite. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing, though, <laughs> that makes me slightly nervous about this one before we jump in. I introduced this movie to some friends after it, and the last, this was the last time I actually watched the movie. I introduced it to them. So how long ago them, was that? Probably like 10 years ago. It was when I just moved here and well, to Austin. Then, so longer. Oh, 11. Yeah. So 11 yeah. years. And they didn't laugh at all through the whole thing. <laughs> And in my shame, I have not watched Was the that, movie since then.
1: <laughs> Was that heartbreaking for you? Kind of. Like, did you call your parents and be like, oh, sh- oh, nobody Dad, laughed. No one liked it. Why? It's so funny. But
0: so I haven't introduced it to anybody since then because I oh, got burned. So I'm, I'm excited and nervous all at the same time about Amazing. This. So because, yeah, I just remember Bill Murray d- does an incredible performance. Richard Dreyfuss is also hilarious. In you know, this.
1: I don't think I've actually seen Richard Dreyfuss in much.
0: You know, I don't really think I have either. I've seen him in this. I've seen him in Jaws. One of these movies that I've oh, always Jaws. wanted to watch is Mr. Holland's Opus. Because I've always heard okay, that one.
1: yeah. I remember my good movie. childhood elementary best friend Kim Nazuski's family watching that. <laughs> but I've never seen it. Well, I'm extra wheezy this morning. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've never seen it either. Not even sure what it's about.
0: Hmm. I think he's a music teacher. And he like...
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: So I really want to see that. I one. don't
1: remember though why that was such a big. Yeah, I don't know. But I didn't even know he was in Jaws, honestly.
0: The other thing about it, very young, obviously in Jaws, but in uh, but the other thing about this one that's always kind of fun is, like I said, we introduced got introduced to this movie later in life when I was in my teens, and my family though we like talked about it. we're like, oh no, we've never heard this, we've never heard of this movie, we've never seen it. Like my parents were saying that too when we first watched it, but then I once. Several years ago, was digitizing all of our VHS home movies to to digital. Duh, because I was digitizing them. <laughs>
1: oh, but, is that what uh, that means? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm going through these, and I'm watching these these uh, home videos as I'm as I'm going through them. And there was a video from like '92 ish, '93 ish, maybe. No, it was '92. And we're over at my grandparents' house, and I remember. I hear in the background because what was going on is that I was riding on a horse or sitting on a horse, probably with my granddad and stuff like that, because I was two years old. And in the background of it, I hear my grandma ask my mom, So, have you heard of this new movie coming out? What about Bob?
1: <laughs> That's so funny. And it's
0: so funny. And I, I remember when it's I was freakish. doing that, I was like, Whoa!
1: <laughs> I think you should try to find it.
0: I'm going to try. I'm I'm going to try to uh,
1: social media post for the for the old pod. Oh,
0: yeah, it absolutely would. But yeah, so I'm very excited about this. I can't wait for you to get to watch What About Bob. So, you know what? Let's let's without further ado, let's just jump right in. Let's Let's go see what about Bob and see if you will find out what the big deal is about Bob. So now, you know, (laughs) what? It is about, about Bob. Bob. Yeah. What'd you think?
1: I loved it. Great. Oh, thank God.
0: <laughs> Such a relief. I was worried. You know, like I said in the opening, I just, I just, last time I, I introduced someone, it didn't go over very well. So now this is, this is,
1: uh, it that's, was funny. It's very good to hear. <laughs> it wasn't the funniest Bill Murray I've seen. Yeah. I don't know what would be, but it was really funny.
0: Nice. And good. lovely. Was it what you were kind of expecting it to be? Were you no, not really, really.
1: But I didn't really have expectations because again, I didn't even know actually what it was about until Mm -hmm. we looked up the IMDb description. So no, I didn't really have expectations. Nice. Which I guess is maybe not the best way to go into these, but whatever.
0: But I mean, you, you gotta have a for one that you had that you had really no idea of or even what it was about like you like we talked at the beginning you didn't even really know like what the movie at all like was going to cover at all you just knew well, it was and i guess about if, bob if
1: you're... i had any expectations it was that since y'all watched it a lot it probably wasn't going to be that funny to me because we just have <laughs> wildly different uh senses of humor yeah the the wilson family sense of humor is wildly different than my sense of humor but yeah. it was really funny
0: nice great all right well let's dig into what about
1: bob okay let's do it the first thing I noticed is that I know Bill Murray now is old as shit and looks old as shit. Yeah. But this is how I think of him. Yeah. Like this age is what he looks like in my mind. Same for
0: me. Like I, I think of him in this, I think of him in like groundhog day for whatever reason, yeah. I, his older movies. I just haven't. Like I, don't I imagine That's not his not what hair sticks. being
1: brown and I imagine it's sticking out all directions. Right.
0: Yeah, Cause in this one it's like, he's got the like it sticks out on top, sticks out on both yeah. sides. It's like triangular yeah. and stuff. It's very
1: funny. This was like the epitome of what Bill Murray looks like to right. me. Which I loved. And oh my God, Richard Dreyfuss was so handsome.
0: Yeah, i had forgotten about that. Like I, having not seen him in many things, I didn't necessarily have a whole lot to like really put like face to it yeah, and everything like that. But then, yeah, once it, it came to that first shot when he's in his office and and he's answering the phone, like you reacted to it and you're like, <laughs> oh my God, he's so hot. <laughs> I just and then wasn't I was kinda expecting like, it. Yeah. like a, Okay, just but like, then
1: as the movie went on. I pointed out maybe he's less attractive than I thought, I guess because his character's so mean. Yeah. That was
0: the other thing. I remembered him being like very manic, especially near the end as, as his dealings with Bob pushed him over the edge. But that's, that's kind of what I was like too. I forgot how much of a schmuck he was. Like even yeah, to his he family. Sucked. Like I kind of thought like I remembered him. I thought being a little bit nicer and everything all around. And then just Bob kind of pushing him over the edge. But yeah, just in general, he kind of was a dick. Yeah. He sucked. (laughs) But I mean, it played well to the character and what the conflict he was supposed to be because he's supposed to be this very successful psychiatrist. And here comes Bob, the person who he thinks he's supposed to be better than, but then really he's just shown he's not. And I think that like cracks him and everything, which was super funny. Just how that all plays out because, but that was the one thing I kind of was like, Oh man, is this going to hold up as well as I re- hoped it would because it instantly started and you are faced that the main crux of the comedy of this movie is Bob's mental health and or and like how he suffers from all these. He's very neurotic. He has lots of quirks and things like that that, you know, he, he's a he's a germaphobe. He, he's, you know, just
1: he's stuck inside.
0: He's an agoraphobic a little bit, a little and all this.
1: He's clearly a hypochondriac. Yeah. He thinks he has Tourette's. Or no, wait, he, he, he fakes he has, Tourette's because then so that then he knows, he, he, doesn't knows he doesn't have it. And then he fakes a heart attack so that he <laughs> knows he won't die that way. But yes, he clearly has a lot going on in his mind. And yeah, I, I, I guess I read the description and knew it was going to be about mental health, but I guess that didn't really sink in until mm-hmm. we started it. And yeah, it's an interesting thing to see how it's portrayed. I don't think you would see a movie like that being made now. Not necessarily,
0: I don't think. But then I feel like by the end of it, I felt like it actually handled it pretty well.
1: Yeah, it wasn't terrible. Because, I mean, it is, it's is—it's weird to me that like the whole point of the comedy is making fun of someone's mental problems.
0: Right. But then I feel like at the end of it, it handles it really well in that Bob is able to be better and and break himself of some of these things going on in his with head. With Leo's
1: help. With
0: Leo's help, but then more, not even Leo's help, with just being in a supportive environment. Yeah. In New York City where he lived, he was in his apartment. He only had his fish, gill because he was too scared to go to go Out, out. into he the real world. Been, yeah. He had been married, but was divorced because his wife loved Neil Diamond.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the things I wrote down. I love that so much. Uh, he says there's two types of people in this world, those that love Neil Diamond and those who don't. And my wife loved Neil Diamond. <laughs> Which I That's just how love. he explains their divorce. That uh,
0: uh, Dr. Marvin Richard Dreyfus, he's just like. So what you're saying is, aside from these laundry lists of things that that are wrong with you, your wife left you. You left your wife because right. she loves Neil Diamond, right? Not the other way around. It's very and, silly. Yeah, and then that was like the first breakthrough for Bob, that made him latch on to Dr. Marvin because he's just like oh my god I've never seen it that way before (laughs) but man it was just so fun though uh like that whole scene I forgot how much of this movie because we watched it so many times I forgot how much of it we quoted back to each other especially like with me and my siblings would like quote the whole scenes we we did that a lot with movies
1: yeah one of the first times I met your family you and Colton and Peyton like ran through the first 10 minutes of Emperor's New Groove nonstop. It's what, yeah.
0: It's just, we watched these movies so many times. We just learned these scenes and we'd be able to go back over them and stuff. And it was, that was like how we entertained ourselves a lot. with we like on car rides and all that stuff. Would just be like quoting these, these movies back and forth to each other. Uh, <laughs> maybe I hope mom and dad appreciated it. <laughs> I'm sure they thought I was adorable. But man, just like so many parts of it, like the doctor's office scene and Uh, at the very beginning when he first meets Dr. Marvin and all that, and they're going over his, uh, having his first therapy session and all that stuff. But yeah, so many great lines in this movie too.
1: Like what, what are your favorite ones? Well, like even
0: in that, the, in the doctor's office, in Dr. Marvin's office, when he comes up, well, even the first lines in the movie is you hear Bob saying his like reassurances to himself. Yeah, I his feel mantra. Good, I feel great. I feel wonderful. I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful. Which I
1: think is just a nice lesson it for is. anybody struggling. Oh yeah,
0: it absolutely is. <laughs> it but would then be a good mantra. I forgot that the whole. I totally blanked on like the whole thing of the book being Doctor Marvin's book being baby steps, baby steps, uh, and and then how Bob like walking out of his office is like baby steps. <laughs> Baby steps to the door. Baby
1: steps to the hall. Yeah, baby steps to the door. Taking physical baby steps steps and everything. I love that. But then
0: the best part, and one of the first things that really shows you how much of a schmuck Dr. Marvin is going to be, is when he's trying to help Bob out, and he's had this first thing. He instantly already is just like, okay, I've got you diagnosed as a a classic. Just like he
1: pegs him immediately. Yeah,
0: and tries to put him in a box, and. (laughs)
1: I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, look back at me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I said he pegs him <laughs> he pegs immediately. Him <laughs> 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 We've been watching too much Broad City.
0: Yeah. But uh, see, so, but then he's, so he stands up and it's like, Bob, there's this wonderful new book out and he's looking at his bookshelf. Calls it
1: groundbreaking, groundbreaking or something like that. Groundbreaking
0: new book that just came out and, and he's, and he's looking all over it because that's the thing is the fir- when you first meet Dr. Marvin, he's talking to his Wife on how he's pub—he's probably going to be interviewed by Good Morning America for his new book that he just put out, Baby Steps. And so he's telling Bob, "There's this groundbreaking new book that's just been released. Let me see.
1: Let me find it. Let me
0: find it." And then he goes, "Ah, here it is," and pulls it from a shelf of only his book.
1: Yeah, and it's like bright yellow, so it's really <laughs> obvious what it, it is. Yeah.
0: yeah, and so it's just just to that, be a dick
1: for no reason. Yeah,
0: just to like really drive the point home of I am a published author with a very big book that's getting a lot of attention. And I think that whole scene just sets up. All you need to know about Doctor Leo Marvin.
1: So Bob leaves his office after the interview, and Leo pulls out his tape recorder to take his notes on how the interview went. And he says, you know, all of these things about him, and all the all the things they talked about, yada yada. And then he says, "Bill, normal rate for the interview, and a twenty nine ninety nine for the book." So he's also going to charge him full price for, for giving him this book,
0: book that he just like handed off to him with no yeah with no indication that he was going to make Bob him pay didn't for it want it later.
1: No, nah. Bob he didn't made him. need it. Okay, but I want to back up. Okay. The first part that made me laugh, a good laugh, was when the movie starts with Bob's current psychiatrist passing Bob off to Leo because he can't take it anymore. You find out he's like shutting his practice down. He looks like maybe he's losing his mind a little bit, too, when he's on the phone with Leo. Mm -hmm. And Leo agrees to take Bob as a patient. And then the psychiatrist again, this is like in the first five minutes of the movie, the, psychi- the psychiatrist breaks the fourth wall and looks right into the camera and says free because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's finally free from Bob's, you know, which I think is stranglehold, a stranglehold, I guess. Right,
0: which I think is going to be a, is a great foreshadowing of how Bob is. So it's yeah. like you, you see these two personalities immediately and you're kind of like, oh, man, how are these two going to fit together? And I think that's just creates such great conflict in this movie. And so after this, they go on. Uh, you know, Doctor Marvin takes his family on vacation to Lake Winnipesaukee in New Hampshire, and that freaks Bob out because he's like, "I've I found. This, I need
1: access to you. Yeah,
0: I found this um, this cure for my problems, and I, I need you around all the time." So Bob does like. He he, he fakes suicide.
1: (laughs) Yeah, which is pretty messed up, man. That's a
0: little messed up. That's a little far. A bit far. A bit far. So that he could then pose as a detective to figure out where Dr. Marvin is so he can go surprise him and then get the therapy and and the help that he needs. And, man, it was just the interactions with them, like, out in the front of the store when they first get to – when he first gets to Lake Winnipesaukee and and ambushes Dr. Marvin and, you know, getting Dr. Marvin to, like, agree to, like, help him. But, you know, he's still trying to set – set boundaries, which again, I think is another fun part where Bob's like, oh no, you're upset. And he's like, oh, I don't get upset, Bob. Well, you're frustrated. I don't get frustrated. And he's (laughs) like, no. Okay. That's going to come back to bite you in the ass a little bit.
1: Wait, back up. You're missing all the things I wrote down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm just going to keep backing us up. Sure. Bill Murray also right out of the gate is very funny physically, which, you know, is one of the things he's known for. He's very good at physical comedy Um, and he's trying to tiptoe around some wet floor cones and he just kind of moved funny and put his arms out funny and if anybody else did it it wouldn't have been that funny but because it's Bill Murray doing it for some reason it's hilarious yeah I, he's just very good at that and his facial expressions are always really good Richard Dreyfuss's facial expressions was were one also thing very I was good gonna point out. he was always so wide-eyed and looked like he was about to explode. Like his face would get red or something. I don't know, but Mm -hmm. also very good with the facial expressions.
0: And they did that really well too, with like the shots where like, it would be like close-ups of his face. And sometimes that would be the, he wouldn't say anything. It would just be reactions. And like the scene a little later on, once Bob is, you know, found their house and everything in Lake Winnipesaukee and he's helping uh, their son, Siggy Sigmund, uh,
1: which can we just pause for a second and say that (laughs) this guy named his son Sigmund. Yeah. Yeah. And they call him Siggy. A mean, bit, it's a I'd bit be on better, the nose.
0: I, I'd be happy if you called. I mean, if you're going to name me Sigmund, please give me a nickname. Yeah, definitely. So, Siggy's better. It's just a
1: little on the nose. But like when he's,
0: uh, when he looks out their window and sees that Bob uh-huh. is finally able to get Siggy to dive uh-huh. off of the, off off of the, the dock. dock and he's, he's first like so happy to see like maybe he's doing it by himself, but then he's, but Dr. Marvin is. And then he looks out the window and sees that it's Bob and his face goes from so elated to just. Shocked and appalled yeah. in a second and it's so and good. And he's like,
1: I can take it from here. I can take it from here.
0: <laughs> he winds up pushing Bob he's just into irate the, that yeah. anyone
1: has helped his kid do something that wasn't him. Yep. It was great. I mean the whole point of the movie is that clearly he's got problems as well. And right. which is why he like reaches the end of his wit and mm-hmm. goes a little cuckoo.
0: So I know we talked at the beginning of the in the intro that Charlie Corsmo, it plays his son, Sigmund.
1: Yeah, who, so little which though. Seen.
0: Yeah, because this is when did when did um The movie that he can't hardly wait. Yes, can't hardly wait. Uh, Mm. When did that come out? Like that's late '90s, right? Yeah, maybe
1: '99ish.
0: And so, yeah, he's a little kid. So he's a
1: lot younger than I was expecting. Yeah,
0: but I forgot that the daughter is played by Catherine Urbay, who I knew from Law and Order: Criminal Intent, where she's alongside alongside uh, Vincent D'Onofrio.
1: Okay, but she's also in Mighty Ducks,
0: which I forgot.
1: Also, I can't believe you. Like, why do you know her name from Law and Order?
0: No, from this, from what oh. about Bob? Then I oh, saw him on okay. Law and Order and then I, would I watched never, a lot of that show and it was like, oh man.
1: I would never have known that woman's name, but the second I saw her, I knew exactly who she was.
0: That's always fun, right? Yes, Which, there very was another fun. Part, uh, there was
1: another good one. Another good one. When Bob is trying to get a hold of Marvin when he's first gone and he gets the answering service for Marvin. I mean, man, Leo Marvin is a bad character's name. I kept forgetting if his name was Leo or if it was Marvin. Well, it's Leo Marvin.
0: Because you can call him Leo.
1: Right. At his office. Right. But at his home. You have to call him Dr. Marvin. Call me Dr. Marvin. Anyway, he's Bob is calling <laughs> Leo Marvin's answering service to try to get a hold of him. And the woman who answers, the woman operator, I also immediately recognized. We looked her up, and sure enough, she was in an episode of Broad City that we just watched.
0: That's right. Like two like days two, ago. Yeah, yeah. A
1: couple nights ago. We just happened to watch this r- random episode. She plays a sex therapist in it. Mm-hmm. So this was what 30 years earlier yeah yeah probably, probably just almost about that. 30 years earlier than when we saw her in broad City. and you picked her out
0: immediately too. oh yeah
1: definitely but, but we had just watched it that's
0: true but then the other one for me was when good morning america does finally come to like Winnipesaukee to interview dr marvin i love
1: that you keep saying the name of the lake because like it's fun it to say Winnipesaukee. Winnipesaukee. i think that's the lake that jimmy fallon's daughter is named after Oh really? Random tidbit. Oh, there you go. I'm little, pretty sure little yeah. facts. Little trivia bits.
0: <laughs> dropping them in here for you. <laughs> anyway. But uh so when they get to when Good Morning America comes up, the producer, Howie of the show walks up and he starts talking to him, and I'm like,
1: Yeah, I you know that immediately guy. knew that guy. Like,
0: I know that guy. More from his voice than his than his face. But I was like, man, I know his voice from somewhere. And then I was looking at his face and I'm like, I can't place it had to look it up. It's Reggie. Kathy who plays Freddie. I mean, he's a very big character actor did a lot of work, but what I knew him from the most is he's Freddie from house of cards. The guy Uh. who owns the barbecue place that, um, the dude who we do shall Kevin not speak Spacey. of. Thank you. Kevin Spacey, uh, his character, Frank Underwood goes to like, he loves his rib place, even though he's <laughs> the president, and all that stuff. He always goes and eats at his ribs and eventually brings him on as like a chef into the white house and stuff like that. So a very, a pretty big side character in house of cards. And I was like, right. Oh man, this That's is fun. so cool. Cause like, obviously then no, he was just a dude in this, in this movie yeah, that definitely. I liked as a kid. But so that was pretty fun to see that too.
1: Can we talk about Gil for a second? The fish? Gil is Rob's pet fish. Who he has like a whole conversation with at the beginning, which of course I loved. But then when he decides he has to track Leo down before he gets on a bus, he puts Gil in a jar of water and puts him on a necklace and hangs him around his neck, which I <laughs> thought was so funny. I don't know why, for whatever reason, it's really funny to me that he's hanging around his neck. I think because you only see like kids do that when they travel or really old people and they have their passport and yeah. or their flight information in the little pouch thing Life that they board. wear that's that's what it made me think of like instead of his bus ticket he had his fish in a jar yeah it
0: anyway. was pretty good and then i love that you know so when they get to the the one other part of this movie that i really kind of forgotten was this old couple the gutmans that owned the coffee shop that bob winds up going there for a little bit cuz he thought he was going to meet dr marvin I completely forgot about them as characters. Yeah, they were and how hilarious. How much they popped up because they hate Doctor Marvin because they he wound up buying their dream home. They like they there this older couple. They lived in this town for forever. They'd saved up all their lives to try to buy this house, and he just comes in because he's rich psychiatrist from New York City and just buys it. So they hate him. So they help Bob find the house. They help. They take Bob there like every day to just drop him off.
1: And they're always like in the background yelling how much they hate Leo and stuff. Yeah. it was really funny.
0: And the wife is just like. They have these th- like thick German accents and, he- and she's just like, that's son of a bitch. And her <laughs> husband's like, she, she never, never says, says that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: they were very cute.
0: But it was funny because they would like when Charlie, uh, not Charlie, when Sigmund finally, Siggy, Siggy finally dove off the dock, they, like they cheered for him. They love right. the wife and the, and the kids, but they just hate Dr. Marvin. And so I just love that that little bit is uh, thrown in there too.
1: Oh, also the wife. I know we talked about this in the intro, but. The lady from Airplane, Mm -hmm. who in my head is just always the lady from Airplane. She's pretty much the same in any role she plays. She's always just like big doe-eyed with this really whispery, quiet voice. And it's just the same thing over and over again. I'm not saying it's bad. I love her. She's very funny. She's good at what she does. She pops up in stuff every once in a while now, too. She's still acting. But she was great as the wife. Yeah. Oh. Leo drives a Wagoneer.
0: You love a good Wagoneer.
1: I loved the Wagoneer. Are they, still, are they still Are still planning to, like, re- I don't know. I
0: thought they were going to re- remake those. Yeah,
1: they were supposed to be coming out again. I don't know. That's a real that's probably the most random tangent we'll ever go down. One about a car.
0: <laughs> I mean, I've never usually been a big fan of the station wagon, but I mean, that was a pretty I know it's I not love a the wood wagon, paneling. But Like Yeah, that like it looked like a pretty good I pretty don't know why I just
1: love those. Can we talk about how weird it is that they just let Bob sleep in the bedroom with Siggy? Mm hmm. The son. I mean, yeah. Like like 48 hours after he meets him for the first time. He's clearly a mentally unstable person, a grown ass man. They Mm -hmm. don't know him, and he's just going to sleep in the kid's room. I mean, obviously nothing goes wrong and it's fine, but. Well, except for that. Seems like a bad parenting choice.
0: Tourettes to the, kid, the his version oh, of fake yeah. Tourettes he, to Siggy. To
1: he <laughs> explains what Tourette's is, and then it cuts to them jumping on their beds, just like yelling random curse words that make no sense. Yeah,
0: and just make, and then they always refer to each other at these like random, uh, random names as every time they leave or something like that. Usually,
1: it involves shithead. Yeah, I really loved the dinner scene when Bob comes over for dinner the first time. He has the whole family eating out of the palm of his hand within minutes, and Leo just hates that even more. Mm-hmm. And then um, because I mean,
0: to be fair, Bob does like cross a serious line.
1: Oh yeah, he sucks like, too. It,
0: it's it's not like he's just like oh I'm this innocent person. Like no, he he's he a fakes, manipulative he fakes narcissist. That, his suicide, <laughs> yeah. He and then to get this in, he totally like ambushes Doctor Marvin on um, his vacation. Stalks him. Stalks him. So it's not like he's totally just it, oh, in the clear here. Yeah, no. So definitely. Doctor Marvin that. has reason to be mad. Oh sure. But it's funny that like his yeah his family just doesn't see that at all it immediately just just falls in love with him and brings him up but that was that is kind of odd but it did have that really funny conversation when he's like bob are you afraid of death and <laughs> bob's <laughs> eyes just get so wide because he's like yes
1: <laughs> it's almost like he just realized for the first time he was gonna die one day and he, almost like you can just see in his mind that he's Figuring out that he needs to add that to the list of stuff to be scared about. Like, oh, my God, you're right. I've only been worried about cardiac arrest or Tourette's or my bladder exploding. I never thought about the fact that I'm just going to die. I'm looking
0: for a bathroom and I can't find one. My
1: (laughs) bladder bladder explodes. explodes.
0: (laughs) Uh, But I also thought that Ziggy had a whole lot of really good lines or like good interactions in general. Yeah. Because like he's a
1: good little actor in it too
0: yeah because when richard dreyfuss is trying to get him to learn how to dive at the very beginning he takes off his robe which why he was wearing a robe down to the dock to go swimming was odd choice in the first place but he's just wearing like yeah
1: see i thought it was gonna be because he like didn't want to be naked but then when he took the robe off he's wearing a t-shirt and and shorts shorts, which are black
0: And and then leo's just like why this obsession? Why black all the time? Why this obsession with death? And he's just like, maybe I'm in mourning for my lost childhood. Yeah. <laughs> and then later when Bob is talking to him on the dock before he helps him successfully dive, he's he goes to him, he's just like, it was terrifying. I was trying to, he was trying to get me to dive and I just, it's just so scary. My whole life flashed before my eyes. And Bob <laughs> says, well, good thing you're only <laughs>
1: 12.
0: Super funny little interactions with each other. I just love all that stuff. But, uh, you talked about that dinner scene. I love. I, I wonder when they were doing the scene after where they're like cleaning up dinner, because in the, in that scene, Dr. Marvin chokes on some chicken and everything. Bob then winds up saving his life by, by
1: beating the crap out of him. Yeah.
0: Like jumping up and down on top of him when he's laying flat on a couch to try to knock whatever it is. So then that makes the family love him even more It's they're all like singing and. Everything and cleaning up dinner, and they're just tossing these plates around all willy nilly. And I said to say, while we were watching, I was just like, "Man, I wonder how many times they'd redo this scene because they and how many plates, plates they they just broke doing this one."
1: What song were they singing?
0: Singing in the rain because it was during oh, the that's storm right, and everything, which is why Bob had to wind up staying the night because it got so late. Um, but man, that good morning, the Good Morning America interview when that finally happened was just so classic because
1: you know <laughs> Leo, Leo calls Bob boob on accident. <laughs> I, I was so <laughs> taken aback. I had to make sure that's what he actually said. Cause it was just so random.
0: Which the, It cuts the, it catches the interviewer off guard too. She's like, boob. He's yeah. Like, Bob, Bob. And then he, I, ex- I he it, says it, I says I it again. Say yeah. I didn't,
1: I don't want to call him boob.
0: <laughs> and then they wind up like Bob obviously just winds up taking over the interview and is like the, the crew falls in love with them there. And they stand up at one point, and then Bob takes Leo's chair, and Leo has to, like, sit in Bob's chair, but he's, like, flustered that Bob sat in his chair. So this crew guy's telling him to try to sit down, and he's just standing there awkwardly, like, frozen deer in the headlights. Clearly,
1: probably not in the shot. Yeah. It was just, like, under his chin that was in the shot, probably.
0: Yeah. He just
1: looks so mad.
0: Yeah, he really did. But it was just so, again, just, like, a testament to how good both of them are as actors in in both the physical physical comedy and then also the, the delivery of lines. It just... Everything, every line that made me crack up in this would just was delivered so perfectly.
1: I know you laughed when he was eating corn in the dinner scene with mm. that one line.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, because what's so funny about that is he's like eating the corn and after every bite of whatever he eats, he's like, mmm, mmm, mmm. And just like obviously like freaking out how good it is, and then he says, "Faye, this corn is delicious. Is it hand shucked?" <laughs> oh <my laughs> Who asks that? And why would it matter if it was hand shucked or not? And she's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, it's so good." But then I think my favorite part of this movie is finally when Leo snaps and kicks Bob out of the house after the interview goes terribly. And he just like freaks out, kicks Bob out. And he's like, I want you out. I want you out of this house. And Bob gets out and and they're like, his family's just like, why'd you kick Bob out? Why, why, why'd you do that? And he's like, do you think he's gone? (laughs) He's never gone. (laughs) And he opens the door and Bob's standing there. He's like, is this some kind of radical new therapy? You see? (laughs) And he just like freaks out. It's so good. And just that whole part. And then that cause and that just finally when Dr. Marvin snaps and he just starts this descent into madness, trying yeah, he to, get tries rid to rid kill Bob. Bob. Mm-hmm. He's
1: surprised Bob isn't dead. Yep. He shows up to his own surprise birthday party and he's all disheveled and still really mad. And then Bob shows up.
0: Yeah. So Dr. Marvin finally cracks and then eventually tries to kill Bob, which is another just great funny scene because he bu- he breaks into this general store in the middle of the night and is trying to figure out how he wants to kill him. He's just like, looks at guns. He's like, no, that's too messy. He looks at these bow and arrow. He's like, no, nah, not painful enough. And then he sees these explosives <laughs> and tries to, and he's like, yes, that's what I'll do. I'll blow him up. So he like winds up kidnapping Bob, tying him to this chair in the middle of the woods. And, uh, it was strapping him with these explosives, and then again... Also, like,
1: aren't the explosives in, like, little girly lunch cooler type of things? Yeah. They were, like, pink like stripes. They from. looked like beach bags.
0: Yeah, it was really weird. And then he, he says, uh, "What I again, uh, I, could, I just so many lines. He, Bob's like, are you going to... He's like, are you going to kill me? Or something like that. Or you're not going to shoot me, are you? And he's just like, oh, no, I'm not going to shoot you, Bob. I couldn't shoot anyone. I am going to blow you up. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, that's so much better. And then, yeah, so... Just so many good things and and all that, and then.
1: But don't worry, Bob gets away.
0: Yeah, Bob does get away, <laughs> and then subsequently winds up blowing up Doctor Marvin's house with fortunately no one else inside. But and
1: then, then that old couple comes back, and they're like cheering the fact that the house gets blown <laughs> up. They're still on up. the lake in the
0: middle of the night, just <laughs> His right little there. Boat. Yeah, and they're just cheering. Burn!
1: <laughs> I was expecting the house to blow up as soon as Bob showed up with the cake to surprise him, and then. Leo is all shocked because he can't believe Bob's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I realized, oh, Bob definitely put the explosives in the house. The house is definitely going up. I wasn't expecting Bob to marry Leo's sister, Lily. Yeah,
0: that he just randomly meets a, for the first time at his uh, birthday party. It
1: was a little random. But the whole ending, it kind of just like ended. Yeah. It was a little blunt.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. It does just kind of be like.
1: I mean, not even in a bad way.
0: Yeah, it just is suddenly just like. I feel like it was more to just be like the shock of it happening that like, oh, he's he's marrying Leo's sister. So he's going to be in Leo's life now for. Yeah.
1: And then there's like a little after not after credits even, but there's just a little piece of text that says something about how Bob went back to school to become a psychologist. Yeah.
0: And
1: he uh, is putting out a study or a book or something called death therapy and Leo's suing him for the rights. <laughs>
0: Which is super funny, too, that it's like you're going to sue him for the rights of something you try when you actually literally tried to blow him up and kill him. Yeah, so.
1: it's all very over the top. <laughs>
0: it is. But I mean, that and also random it, it is. But I feel like that's also part of the course for some of these like n- 90s comedies like this. I mean, still a lot of comedies. Often, oh, for sure. The humor is from just over the top sources and everything like that. Yeah. The other thing, though, that I just love also, I think, about these early 90s movies is how like whimsical the score is. It's very like synthy kind of in a way but it's like you love the synth and just very peppy and, and bright and everything it's just i don't know there's there's a definite period like 90 to 96 or something like that where the where all movies kind of had that same feel like the score for Hans Zimmer score for Rain Man and stuff like that sounds very similar just like kind of all this it's it's hard to describe what it sounds like but it's just just very like light wind uh
1: Wind instruments. Wind
0: instruments and different things like that. <laughs> You it's, love a wind instrument and in a synth. I do indeed. We the haven't talked about
1: music a whole lot, but scores are definitely something that will keep coming back up, I would assume. Yeah. So that, I definitely that's something you're very into. I
0: definitely love this one and it just it's just it's just so so I didn't even notice fun. there was
1: music because none of it had words.
0: Yeah. Well there is. It's a whole was, other part. It tells a whole other story.
1: I was surprised.
0: <laughs> well, so obviously this movie held up very much so for me.
1: Was it as funny as you remember it being? Uh, you, more, you were laughing quite a bit. More
0: so. I mean, there was a lot of it I forgot. But then a whole lot of it, once it started, it was the same thing with um, Angels and Angels in the outfield, where I was like talking about how like scenes kept coming up. Like as this was going, there were a couple parts where I was able to like say the line with the yeah. character because I was Still. like, "Oh yeah, 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 I remember this one now." Like when he's talking to his daughter and using the dolls, the like therapy dolls. That yeah, he those had. were freaky. They were really freaky. But so he has
1: like little handmade puppets, one for each person in their family that he uses. <laughs> Clearly, is like some kind of form of therapy, quote unquote. But, but obviously, no one else f- likes it. But him, real creepy. Yeah, his daughter was real creeped out by him. You could tell. So I would definitely rewatch again.
0: I def- definitely held up for me. What did you think? Overall? Did,
1: wait, did you were you afraid at all? It wasn't going to hold up or did you know it would? Slightly.
0: I, I, I think I was slightly afraid of it because it had been so long since I'd watched it. I sure. was wondering if I would be watching it with a, you know, new set of eyes and everything like that. If it would st- if I would still find it as funny as I did. But I I definitely did.
1: Yeah, it was funny. I would rewatch it. Nice. I don't need to watch it all the time. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> I
0: think it's one that every couple of years I'd be like, yeah, let's watch What About Bob.
1: It's no Forgetting Sarah Marshall.
0: Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. It's not It's not like one of the normal comedy, like I Love You Man, that and we Step watch Brothers, all time. stuff like that that we watch all the time. It was really funny though. The, oh man.
1: I was pleasantly surprised with how stuff. funny it was.
0: Which is good because it got a Rotten Tomatoes score of 84%. That's not, not surprising though. Cabby.
1: I mean, people love Bill Murray, you know? Yeah. I guess Richard Dreyfuss is a big deal. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Oscar winner? Oh, Easter really? Opus.
1: Oh, sure.
0: Great film? Great family flick? Great laughs all around.
1: Did you just say family flick?
0: I don't know. <laughs> but a great Maybe family not. flick. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sam is now caught up on the culture that is What About Bob. Do you have thoughts on What About Bob? Well, let us know. We're on Twitter and Instagram at catchupculture, so send us a message there or comment on the post for this episode. Thanks for listening, and come back next week for another Culture Catchup Cinematic Adventure.